And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com, or on the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. We're also streaming this program live on Facebook, and if you're part of our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group, be sure to join us there. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here from good old San Antonio. We're grateful you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. On this program, we try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. On today's program, we'll be, we'll be speaking with Jackie Aguilar and Aaron Dewey, who are right here in the studio, and we're going to talk about natural womanhood, womanhood and their organization and especially their upcoming gala. And on the second part of our show, we're going to, we're going to be talking to Father Juan Molina and Deacon Paul Cardenas, and we're going to be talking about the upcoming Deacon's Gala that's being held on November 10th. I'm really looking forward to our discussions and thankful to our guests for coming on our show. So before we begin those conversations, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, and that's in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. And we're going to pray a prayer for natural womanhood that... um Aaron, Aaron brought in and uh, Maggie. So I think that's going to be very, uh, Jackie brought in an Aaron. So I think it's going to be very appropriate for our conversation. So we start in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, creator of humanity, may natural womanhood always proceed with your inspiration and continue in its mission to transform reproductive health and relationships by empowering women and couples to embrace fertility awareness, natural family planning, and comprehensive women's health. Let our work always find its origin in you, the source of masculinity and femininity, and through you, through you reach completion. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so before we begin our conversation here uh, with uh, Jackie and Aaron, let's talk about last week and, and everything that's happened this past weekend. We want to definitely pray for Israel and the more than 600 killed and over 2,500 wounded. We want to pray for peace and for the many families affected and pray for the return of those from San Antonio and everywhere else on, on pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I know looking at Facebook this weekend, there were a couple of groups that were there and uh, they're trying to make their way back and we want to pray for them. Uh, I know Gina Cartwright, you posted something and Becky Prieto and we pray that uh, Joey and his group gets back in, uh, back to San Antonio. So, And uh, just to recap some events that are coming up, we had the Allied Women's Center uh, on last week, and they were talking about their gala Friday, October 20th at Holy Trinity, and uh, Jim and Terry were on the show, did a great job. Uh, before that, a few weeks ago, Love Strong Marriage um, 
they talked about their upcoming retreats and their gala on 1027. Go to lovestrongmarriage.com. Uh, oh, and for the Allied Women's Center, go to alliedwomenscenter.com for those two galas. And, of course, the big gala for Axe Missions and Deb and her group over at Axe Missions. Go into axemissions.org to register, buy a table for the upcoming 12th annual gala, which is happening on October 28th. And just to let you know, our very own Sean Rice, our executive director here at the GRM, will be speaking at the Young Catholic Professionals Meeting tomorrow at 7 p.m. We're looking forward to that. I'll be out there with the table as well. And then we're going to have the Assembly 2023, uh, Adamola Elliott, who's heading that up. She's going to be on our show. Uh, she's going to be talking about the um, event that's coming up. Uh, both on November 3rd and 4th. So we look forward to that conversation. And lastly, the I want to mention this because this is our big, big, big gala. It's our South and Central Texas Fisher, Fishers of Men Gala that's going to happen next April, April 9th, 2024. The venue has been set and we are doing all the planning. We got the committee together. It's going to be held at the Witty. So put that on your calendar, April 9th, 2024. I know it sounds like it's a way off, but it'll be here in no time soon. So with that said and recapping everything that's going on, I want to turn to my first uh, our first our first segment guests uh, and talk about want to talk about everything about uh, natural womanhood and we want to welcome to the studio Jackie and Aaron. Welcome bo- to both of you. Thanks for coming on the program. Jackie, tell us a little bit about uh, natural womanhood. Sure. So, natural womanhood is just a treasure of a nonprofit that we have right here in San Antonio whose mission or why we exist is so that all women can learn to claim their natural fertility as beautiful, powerful, and healthy, and that uh, cycle charting would become just a basic health um, practice that, that that every woman learns, that, that, that they have the, the body literacy to learn about their body. And of course, all this information is rooted in our Catholic faith and in theology of the body. Uh, but the information that, that we provide online through our website, which gets 60,000 readers from all over the wow. world every month. Wow. Um, I mean, there's such a need and a hunger for this information uh, is is presented in a, just a science and medical pr- perspective so right. that it's accessible to everyone, even though it's rooted in Catholic theology. And how did it start? How was it created? Who created it? Yeah. <laughs> so our founder, Gerard and Anna Bijon, they uh, uh-huh. learned about natural family planning, the, you know, the, the, the church's teachings for marriage and the fullness of um, of married love late in their marriage. And they realized, oh, what a treasure that we missed out on. So they wanted to uh, inform other couples. They, they realized that there's all these um, methods being taught through different organizations, awesome right. organizations, couple to couple, League and Creighton and Marquette. But there wasn't a means of promoting this information to people to get them to those classes and get them this information. Right. So that's what our organization's all about. That's what Gerard's vision was, was to make this treasure of the Catholic Church accessible to everyone because women's health and the like integrating your fertility into your relationship right. um, is is a good thing for everyone. For ev- every couple deserves uh, to know um, how they can love each other more intimately by understanding their spouse's fertility. Sure, sure. And now, Aaron, I want to bring you in, and if you can tell us what is NFP and why is it relevant today? What, what's been your experience with NFP? Yeah, of course. So natural family planning or NFP is a way for couples in their marriage to learn the woman's fertile cycle and to use that um, with 
in conjunction with their husband to be able to determine when is their fertile window and to also bring in a process of discernment with God of, you know, are we trying to have a baby right now or is it not a good time um, within the guidelines that the church states could be reasons to avoid. Um, For me personally, I am not currently married, so my (laughs) background with this is very slim, but I do have a lot of experience with um, charting my cycle um, as a fertility awareness method, which is, you know, kind of using that as a, a form of, you know, health practice where you're just trying to identify, you know, how is my, what is my cycle telling me about my health? And what can I learn to be able to identify if there are any abnormalities or even just learning the natural hormonal um, rhythm that occurs during your cycle to better understand what are ways I can support my body from a health standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, Mm -hmm. from, you know, just understanding how my energy, my energy levels are going to change throughout my cycle and my productivity might also change. And that that is completely biologically normal for a woman and to be embraced. But unfortunately, a lot of women don't know this information. A lot of women are given by doctors the birth control pill to Mm -hmm. mask a lot of these abnormalities that they may be experiencing. And so our goal at Natural Womanhood is for all women, single, married, you know, whatever stage in life you are to learn how to chart your cycle. And because it gives you so much insight into how your body is working, it's been termed the fifth vital sign. Um, And so it's really, you know, we just got to get this information out there because once women learn it, like Jackie said, they're hungry for it. They want to understand their femininity better. They want to understand why did God make me this way? Mm-hmm. You know, does God want me to be miserable? No, <laughs> like, no, he doesn't. Right. We know that our God does not want that for us. But if there are places um, that we are experiencing pain or anything like that, that God wants to restore us, he wants to heal us. And so as a, right. as a nonprofit organization, Natural Womanhood provides those resources that you know by reading our page becoming educated about your cycle by charting your cycle right if you discover that there is something abnormal going on with your cycle you then have the resources to go and find a medical professional who is going to see you as god would see you you know our god is a healing god and that would see you for who you are in all of your dignity see that you are in pain that you desire healing and be able to work with you to find a solution for that you know, and I was I was in your site uh, this morning checking it out, and I was noticing there there are safe, side effect free natural birth options. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that, Jackie? Right, and I think I admire Erin in and her generation or the the girls that have right. uh, been through our Cycle Mindfulness College Club program right. that have gotten to learn this information not because now they're pre- preparing for marriage and so they want to know how to plan their family, but because they as women deserve to be empowered about their own bodies and their own health care and to understand like the fullness of their dignity and what their worth right. and what their value is. Um, I didn't have that information when I got married. Um, my marriage prep, like a lot, or, you know, maybe of my generation, didn't even cover. They said the Catholic Church teaches NFP. Yeah, that was it. I was like, well, what is that? You know, so, yeah. so unfortunately, my husband and I, yeah. we started using the birth control pill because that was like the quote unquote responsible thing to do that. Mm-hmm. 
I had been taught by my mom and by society. And it, it wrecked havoc in our marriage. I, I lost my libido. So here I was, this newlywed that had no interest in being intimate with my husband. I mean, it was a mess. And we were right. both frustrated and we couldn't figure out why we weren't happy in our marriage. And I would have given, any, given anything to have known this information and, and had a, a much different start to my marriage. But, but thank God he sent us signs and led us to this knowledge mm-hmm. and it transformed our marriage. I mean, our intimacy improved our communication. Uh, we, we planned our next two children to the month. I mean, Enrique is sitting right out there. You know, he's a March baby and his yeah. older sister's a March baby because my oh. birthday's in April and I wanted my children to be, I wanted to be 29, not 30. I, I, I mean, so, so with this information, it's science and yeah. it's just knowledge about our bodies. It, it doesn't cost anything. And I, I realized I had a big gap in my knowledge about how my body worked and how I could plan my family without putting any harmful chemicals into my body and right. without putting conditions on the marriage covenant that I made with my husband. Like I'm giving you everything except my fertility. I'm going to hold that back, you know, and that's not the way God wants us to love. He wants us to love unconditionally. Exactly. And you know, the other thing I was, I was looking at Aaron was, you know, how can charting benefit single women, whether you're Catholic or not? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's kind of what I said earlier about when it becomes a health practice, you know, it's something that, You know, I've heard it said like it's like an EKG. A doctor can look at your chart, right, and see this is maybe what's happening with your hormones. This is why you might experience these physical symptoms, these emotional symptoms. And it's just a great tool for a doctor to be able to figure out what is going on with your health, regardless of if you're trying to have a baby or not. Because the truth is, the reality of the matter is that even if you're a single woman, you're Mm -hmm. worth is still the same. It doesn't matter if you're trying to have a baby or not, your worth is still the same. And something that I realized, you know, as Jackie mentioned, we had the cycle mindfulness clubs last year and I was, I was given the opportunity to be a leader for one of them. And I started to realize that there was a huge like spiritual reality to what we were teaching, like right at natural womanhood, we give a lot of evidence, we give a lot of science, but I started to realize that we all came in with this perception that our women, that our like our feminine identity, that our bodies were burdensome, and I think a lot of that comes from you know a lack of this being talked about at all when right. we're growing up, and you know the things that we don't talk about are the things that are bad or burdensome or shameful, right? right. And or it's um, that we just weren't given the right information to mm-hmm. combat to to combat that, right. and so over over time as I've as I've realized and journeyed with a lot of women in discovering these same things about their cycles, I've realized that this knowledge is so powerful because it gives us a defense against the enemy. The enemy wants to tell us, you know, through the massive uh, prescription of the birth control pill and all of these different ways that Mm -hmm. society is trying to manipulate women to tell tell them that their fertility is a disease, um, that, um, yeah, and, and whenever... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens, but um, but yeah, in in prescribing the birth control pill, right? Um, you're saying, you know, I'm not going to take the time to sit down with you and figure this out because you're not worth it. Like you're stopping life, right? Exactly. And there's yeah. a reason there's a battle there. Right. There's a reason that's hard. But when women when women learn this knowledge about their bodies and are equipped to combat the lies of the enemy that say your fertility is a disease, like you should be more like men. Like there's a whole slew of lies that mm-hmm. I think come can come at us as women. Um, 
And but when we have this knowledge that our, our cycles are beautiful, powerful and healthy, right. we have a defense. Right. And I think that's what I love about fertility awareness is how much it just is so integrated with theology of the body, the truth of who we are as as human beings, but also as women. Sure. I think that the devil, you know, we've seen it in, in, in Genesis uh-huh. that the devil first attacks Eve. And yeah. so if the women, if our women of this generation can learn more fully what it means to be a woman, including just the, the simple biology, mm-hmm. then already we have a defense. Yeah, and it's about knowing your body, right? Yes. Well, I, I also saw on your, on your site that you have a, uh, a, uh, an advice hotline. Mm-hmm. Jackie, tell me about the uh, hotline and the professionals that you know, are there to answer. Right, so, so we have volunteer uh, fertility instructor um, experts all over the country that are uh, connected to our program where you can just click online on our website. It's right in the top corner on our landing page and put in your phone number, your email, the best way you want to be contacted. And one of those experts will get back to you, whether it's like, okay, I want to get off the pill, but I don't know what to do otherwise. Or I don't know if my husband will be cooperative in this, or I have this medical health issue that I think is related to my reproductive health, but I don't know how to address it. Any of those questions, you can just take them straight to that advice line and they'll at least, they're not doctors, they can't diagnose anything obviously, but they can give you the right steps to take to find healing or to find these natural alternatives that don't have the negative side effects that aren't going to harm your health in the process of you trying to be responsible about your family. You can do that without harming your health while maintaining your bodily integrity, which both you and your husband deserve. Right. And, and I want to encourage, uh, I want to keep saying naturalwomanhood.org because that's where you go to, to get these answers. And, and I'm sure there's young women out there and couples out there that, right. you know, have questions about, you know, where they're going and, you know, what, what's happening in their, in their relationship. So I think yeah. that's real important. We do the, the marriage prep for the archdiocese as right. well. And we talk about this topic and, you know, it's been a teaching of the church that's really gotten a bad rap. And I don't think people quite understand it or, or our society bombards it with so many other lies that are more attractive or they tell you, no, you know, it's you know so much more convenient just to be on the pill and things like that. But I was telling these marriage prep couples that, you know, the Catholic church doesn't necessarily have a problem with, I mean, the pill itself. Like, you know, if there is a certain medical reason that for some reason this mm-hmm. is your only option at the moment, or I don't know, whatever, there might be a circumstance, you know, while you're waiting for surgery for endometriosis or something just to alleviate the symptoms, because that's all it does. It doesn't cure anything. Right. It just alleviates the symptoms. Um, so it is, but the, but, but, but we do care about the meaning of sex, you know, and we know that it's for two things, for bonding and for babies. Mm-hmm. And when you use something contraceptive where you remove that baby-making aspect of sex, all that's left is the pleasure, right? right? And so then what does a woman become but the means to a man's pleasure? And so the church has a problem with right. women being objectified. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's the problem that we have with it. And that's why um, women deserve better. Right. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I also want to uh, promote your Facebook page because as I was scrolling through your Facebook page, there's a lot of information not just for you know how to uh, uh, you know how to raise your your preteens and what's coming up, what to expect, but uh, there's also um, information for teens understanding their body as well. Yeah, so we're we're using many different avenues to try and get this information mm-hmm. out. You know, our our online page, which you know we produce 
from from writers all over the country about two or three new articles every week right. we have um, a media production company um, that's helping us with all of our social media content we have new in-person programs like the cycle mindfulness college clubs that Aaron ran last year mm-hmm. um, now th- this year they're on nine different campuses eight different campuses around the country and one in Uganda Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, spreading this message to women, you know, all over the place. And then we also have a mother of preteens program that we recently developed. It's an online course with 10 short videos that moms can watch with their daughters. And it comes with a step-by-step guide um, on how to use the course, discussion questions to use with your daughter. It comes with a guide to seeing a doctor. So a mom knows exactly what to look for, when to go see a doctor, when that's appropriate and, um, and, you know, and how to keep her daughter healthy. So, and this is that information that Aaron's talking about that will fortify a young girl from thinking right. that, oh, maybe I'm in the wrong body. Maybe my body's broken. All these different lies that are coming from all different directions that can um, really diminish a girl's self-confidence and, and her self-worth that we want to prevent them from. So, And that's why, again, we're having this gala because yes. uh, all of these things, that they cost a lot of money. <laughs> and we're a relatively small organization. I mean, um, both Aaron and I are part-time. You know, uh-huh. we have Sylvia, our, our business director and coordinator, and Gerard and Anna. I mean, Gerard worked for years, right? you know, just voluntary, you know, to build this up um, without getting any pay. So uh, this, all these things, you know, um, the, you know, this information can really impact the state of, of women's um, health and it can change the generation for our sure. daughters, change how they view their womanhood. And I think that, you know, this information has taken a long time to trickle down from Pope Paul VI encyclical, mm-hmm. you know, back in, in the 1960s to our medical profession who developed these scientific-based methods for women to use. And now that we have this, it's a treasure. Right. And we we just need to get it out to women. But that's what Natural Woman needs help doing. And that's why we want to invite everyone to come to our gala this year. And the cool thing is your gala is free. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's no charge. And it's Saturday, November 11th. From 6 to 9.30. Tell me about your keynote speaker that you're going to have. Is uh, Leah Jacobson? Yeah, yeah. Leah, J- like, Leah Jacobson is the founder of Guiding Star Project. Uh-huh. Um, and she is also a lactation consultant and a famous, renowned um, Catholic author and speaker. So right. she has a book called Holistic Feminism, which is about healing the identity crisis um, caused by the feminine feminist movement. Um, and so she's going to be speaking on how fertility awareness and knowing these things about right. your body can really change the way that our generation starts to view their fertility. Um, so it's really a gift and an honor to have her at our at our gala. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just to speak a little bit more to the mother of preteens program, I think it, I think it's such a such a necessary tool in our sure. day and age. I think that um, young girls, I remember myself, like we're hungry for this information. We yeah. want to know what's going on with our bodies, and rightly so. And and oftentimes, you know, as natural womanhood, we we interviewed moms and lots of times they want to give that information to their daughters, but either they don't know the information themselves or they can't get over the factor that it's gross or weird to talk about because they've experienced in their, you know, upbringing that it was something that was shameful or not to be talked about. And so we're trying to break through those walls and empower moms to give them give their daughters what they deserve which is right. accurate scientific information that completely upholds the dig- dignity of women 
and will, like Jackie said, fortify them so that when mm-hmm. they're when they're entering into this culture, younger and younger now, this contraceptive right. culture, this culture that says that you know your your gender can be changed, right? right. Um, that they have a defense there. And that they can say, no, like my mom taught me that my body is good. And my mom taught me why my body, my body is good. And I think that's something that is extremely lacking in our society right now. Right. Um, So that's what I love about our course. They're not going to learn this in school. They don't teach this stuff. They don't teach women the full, the full information about their full cycle in school. Mm -hmm. And, and our program is is not a sex ed program. That's not what it is. Mm -hmm. It's empowering young girls to understand why their full cycle, why ovulation is the key of their cycle and why the hormones produced in that are all integrated into their endocrine system and their overall emotional well-being so they can have insight into why do I have more energy at this part of my cycle and why do I need more rest at this part and why is it okay to give my body grace through those different changes because literally a woman is chemically different every single day of her cycle Mm -hmm. and that's a a beautiful thing to accept, not something to try and reject or fix. That's right. just, that's who, how we were made. And it's beautiful. Right. And you, you know, you hear my body, my choice, but do you know your body? Yeah. Right. You know, that, that's really the question. And, you know, I want to keep mentioning the gala because this is your fundraising event. And this is where, you know, you get the support that you need to keep doing the work that you're doing. And so I want to encourage everybody to go into your site, uh, naturalwomanhood.org. And uh, check out, you know, check out the uh, the gala information that's in there. Is there anything else that listeners should know about the gala besides the fact that it's free and you've got a great speaker? Uh, is there anything else going on at the gala that, you know, people might want to know about? There's free food. <laughs> <laughs> besides, yeah, uh-huh. free food is good. And you'll get to hear from Jackie and I again. If you've uh-huh. enjoyed listening to us, you'll hear from us again. Good. Um, but I also wanted to provide the, the link for the gala. Yes. Um, so that you can go straight to that. It would be naturalwomanhood.org slash gala dash night dash 2023. Right. With a slash at the end. Yeah. Or they can, uh, they can email Sylvia at... Is it NW, uh, uh, Sylvia na- at NW? Uh, uh, Sylvia at org. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's another thing. And the other thing that I, I wanted to point out is that uh, it's, you're also on Facebook and Instagram. So on Insta, you're at Natural Womanhood. And on Facebook, you're at, um, well, naturalwomanhood.com. Also, uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I also want to put the email out there, info, info at naturalwomanhood.org. Yes. So that, uh, you know, everybody knows where to go and, um, how to sign up, how to register. Yes. Uh, the, the, the gala, there'll also be a silent auction. Oh, good. Um, so that'll be fun. If you're a mom that has teen daughters or young daughters in their 20s that feel like maybe they, they didn't get this information when they were younger, bring right. your daughter to, to this. She will be so affirmed and so inspired you know, and empowered as a woman to hear this message that Leah Jacobson is going to give. If you are a medical professional, come in here. The Guiding Star Clinics are doing women's health uh medicine in a very holistic way where they're providing for pregnant women, lactating women, um, all the different things that, that women need through their reproductive life. And so, and it's not the kind of stuff that you learn in medical school, really. Right. Um, there's right. a lot of times that we as women, when we learn how to chart our cycle, we know more about our cycle than even doctors that uh, unfortunately than what they've gone through their medical sure. school program sure. because they're taught, you know, birth control pill is a, is a, it, it, it solves the symptoms. And so it's a good solution. 
but what what was the root cause? What was causing right. the symptoms? So so those are the kind of people that we encourage to come here, Leah Jacobson speak, because she's got just a wealth of knowledge. Let's encourage everybody to get out there. Again, it's naturalwomanhood.org forward slash gala dash night dash 2023 forward slash. Look into it. Jackie and Aaron, thank you for coming on my program. I really enjoyed having you. We're going to go to break, but we'll be right back. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Want to do something with your kids that will automatically set them up for success in their physical and mental health? That will more deeply bond them with their siblings and with you? What about something that will increase their vocabulary, improve their academic performance, and lay a foundation for spiritual growth, and it will take less than five, maybe seven hours a week? Additionally, it's something that you need to do anyway, and it's actually pretty enjoyable. Would you be interested in doing that? Well, the amazing event that will deliver all these benefits is a family meal. God has designed us so that our body needs food and our soul needs community. The family dinner table fills both of these needs. And sadly, fewer and fewer families, even Catholic families, are partaking in this vital ritual. Having a regular family dinner does take planning, but if you and your spouse make bringing the family together for one meal a day a priority, it can happen. For more on this topic, listen to our podcast on family meals at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. And we are back. What a great conversation with Jackie and Aaron from naturalwomanhood.org. I want to repeat the uh, website to go into our, yeah, the website for their gala. You want to go into naturalwomanhood.org forward slash gala dash night dash 2023 forward slash. And uh, thank you again, Aaron and Jackie. I think I think that was a great segment uh, for all and uh, look forward to hearing about the success of your gala that's going going to be coming up. And uh, as you know, you're listening to the Guadalupe Radio Networks in his vineyard. I'm your host, Gordy Zambrano. Uh, thank you for listening. And just a reminder to join our Facebook group page at GRN uh, dash South and Central Texas. And as a reminder, if you have an event that we can help build awareness about, please reach out to me and uh, or join me on the show. I know this is the season of galas and uh, we've got a ton of galas coming up, which I mentioned in the first half of our, of our show. Uh, and that's what we're here for. We're here to promote uh, awareness, uh, make sure people know about events that are coming up. 
support the archdiocese and uh, of course our vocations and speaking of vocations i am so happy to have our next guests uh two guests in the studio first father juan molina and deacon paul cardenas and they're here to talk about the deacons gala thank you for call- coming in father and, and deacon and before we begin could you lead us in a prayer father sure thanks for the invitation gordon and uh, let us pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Almighty God, we give you thanks for our lives. We give you thanks for our families. We give you thanks especially for the gift of your Son in the Eucharist, in the gathered community as well. We ask that you continue to be with us, to guide us with your Holy Spirit. And we pray especially for those who are marginalized or oppressed in some way. And especially around this time, we pray for peace around the world in our hearts. In all of this, we ask to you, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. So, Father, thank you for coming on. Deacon, thank you for coming on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Father, if you want to Sure, start. sure, sure. I've been ordained. I'm originally from El Salvador, and I've been ordained uh, 24 years. Oh, wow. Actually, I, uh, I, 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 my anniversary was on October the 2nd, so I just celebrated that. And I'm looking forward to the... 25th anniversary uh, yes. next year as well. And I've served in a variety of, uh, of, of positions and ministries in the church, including some exciting ones with Catholic Relief Services, for example, and then uh, at the Bishop's Conference in Washington, D.C., and obviously as a pastor a couple of times and administrator as well. And now I serve as the president of uh, MAC, the Mexican-American Catholic College, yes. which used to be the cultural center. We're going to talk a lot about Mac, and I know sure. that when we come up, and uh, Deacon, uh, we talked a lot before uh, you coming on. Deacon Paul, thank you for coming on, and tell us a little, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a native San Antonian, uh, grown up here. I was a firefighter for 33 years here in San Antonio as a oh, SAFD. Nice. Thank you. And uh, I studied for five years to become a deacon, and I'm currently assigned at Blessed Sacrament on oblate 600 oblate uh i've enjoyed the ministry i'm still kind of new I'm, I'm only two years as a deacon but uh the lot of studying that i did at mac was a very joyful time for me because it really uplifted renewed my faith right. in christ and god and i want to really spread that by my being a deacon in the church uh but thank you you know, when you and I talked about um, the Mexican-American uh, Catholic College, and Father, I want to talk a lot about MAC because, uh, well, you're, you you know much about MAC. And if you can tell our listeners, because I'll bet a lot of our listeners that have never even heard about the Mexican-American Catholic College. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, absolutely. And I do have like the elevator pitch, you know, that they say. Yes. Uh, yes. MAC was founded over 50 years ago. This year we actually uh, were turning 51 and it was founded as a cultural center, mainly to kind of serve as the bridge between the Mexican-Americans, uh, primarily in Texas and around the, the southern border of the United States, to discuss things with the church and society regarding especially culture, theology, faith, all of those things. And eventually, uh, Archbishop Jose Gomez also, uh, back in the 2000s, decided that uh, with some, the help of some people to make MAC a college. And part of that is really in response now, when you look back to it, 
it's, it was in response to the changing times as well, right. not only in terms of the needs for the need for educating seminarians in philosophy studies and uh, to to accommodate those who didn't have college yet. So right. that's why we have the college seminary program, but also in a way to look at, and that's how this Holy Spirit work, you know, works. Yeah. You know, you, you you start with one thing, one objective, and then you realize, oh. Really, the Holy Spirit wanted this. Mm-hmm. And the opening there was that the college also serves to form the deacons. Right. They came to Mac, and the first, uh, the first uh, uh, ordination class was actually from 2016. So Paul is one of the later uh, ordination wow. classes. Mm-hmm. But we also uh, educate lay ecclesial ministers, which nowadays in the church you need. And right. it's basically Mac is kind of trying to nourish the different vocations in the church, especially vocations to ministry. Right. And that's not only ordained ministry as in diaconate and priesthood, but in, in other kinds of ministries in the church that are nowadays becoming very, very, very essential for the ongoing ministry of the church. So Mac is in a way a school of ministry, sure. not as much only as a college in, in your traditional sense, Although we work with the University of Incarnate Word to help those who are going through the college seminary program and those who might wish to eventually, after perhaps doing a certificate with us, to do something more rigorous as a, as a bachelor's or a, a master's degree. So the first class was uh, 16. Deacon 2016. Paul, what was your class, Deacon? Our class was a very variety of, of people that came to to. Mac. Uh, mm-hmm. We had everybody from that just got a GED to had a doctorate degree in my class. Right. But what I loved about the class was that when you came to class, you came with your wife. The class is not just for the male. It's for the it's for your wife. It's mm-hmm. they, it's a journey together. Uh, a lot of it was not just opening a book and reading. A lot of it was what was this journey going to be? What was our faith? We thought we knew a lot about our faith, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And the first week we were there, we found out we learned that we didn't know anything about <laughs> our faith. Yeah. And yeah. just a funny little story here. The first two classes, after with class, we drove home in dead silence wow. all the way home from Mac. And we live by the airport, so it's like 20-mile drive. Uh-huh. Got into the and went into the home, talked a little bit. The second class did the same thing. And when we got into the garage at the house, she turned and looked at me and said, do you really want to do this? Wow. And I looked at her and I says, yes. I says, I know I want to do this because God has called me to this. And she says, okay, then we're going to do it. And each class that we took was a separate journey of how deep our religion, religious belief was. And... All our professors, each one of them, was so well-rounded in what they taught that they weren't there to fail you. They were there to enhance you. Right. They were there to give you not only knowledge, but a spiritual guidance. Uh, and that's what I really liked. That's what we really liked about sure. the class because each one of our teachers were so different. Uh, and we didn't just learn the Catholic religion. We learned about the other religions, how to interact with them, how to see where the split was occasionally in the Catholic religion over the centuries. But my wife and I 
took the journey together and I we were very very happy at the end when we finally got ordained uh, we said well that part of it is done but all that knowledge I kept yeah. I have a, a library at home of every class every test I took every note I took wow. and I mentor some of the new ones that are coming in and I bring them to the house and I show them this and I say look do this and I says you know what I go back to him for a homily. I'll go back to something mm-hmm. that Dr. Delaney taught me or that Father Clock taught me. Uh, and I'll sit there for a while and go through it and go, okay, I know I know what he's talking about. Yeah. But Mac also needed some help. And when Father Juan came, uh, the Deacon's Gala was started. Uh-huh. And the help financially is what we're looking for because of the Deacon's Gala. It, um, we needed the technology and over there, especially when COVID hit. Right. We had to go into Zoom, and that was a trial and error time for us. Mm-hmm. But we still learned. We right. still learned. Uh, we were still interacting. Uh, Mac is a place where you grow in your spirituality. Right. And you grow with your wife. But you also get to get to have classes with the seminarians. And that is so interesting because they have a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And you have different orders there. We had Dominicans. We had Franciscans. We had so many different orders there. And when they were, we would listen to them when we would give a, a, a report or something in class. And it was beautiful because we went, oh, wow, I never thought of it this way. Yeah. And when they would speak, you'd go, and you'd ask them afterwards, where did you do this? You know, how did you find this? And <laughs> yeah. what books did you read? You know, and I still have all my books from every class because I go back to them occasionally. And uh, that's the wonderful part about this. Yes, it is hard because it, it means to be hard because you're learning about your religion in depth. Right. You're learning about what pieces that you miss when you were growing up as far as in in. I went through St. Cecilia's here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And yes, they taught religion, but nothing like this. I wish everybody could go through this because it was such a beautiful journey. It, 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 uh, it really let me know what my religion is. Yeah. And not just here in the United States, but like in Africa, in South America, in Europe, all these other ones, how they do things, why they do things. And it all comes down to the same thing. It's the same God. Right. But they do things just a hair differently, and why do they do them there? Right. You know, so you're a true testament to you know when God puts some emotion, you can't stop it. So uh, let's say there's a young man out there thinking about the priesthood, thinking about a vocation in, in the priest life. Father, is there someone he can speak to at Mac uh, that can explain the process, or you know, what does that look like to get started? Sure, sure. They can talk to someone at Mac. One of the professors would be the the, the, the best uh, resource there. But obviously, as they begin to discern their vocation, they should be in touch with the vocation director in the diocese. Here in San Antonio, it's uh, a bishop, actually Bishop Gary Yannick. Oh, and okay. he's got a team of people that he can talk to. And then after they re- really decide to enter the seminary, they come and talk to us. And, 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 and we guide them in terms of the courses that they need to take. Right. And, and how long is the process? 
for a seminarian in college, in uh-huh. college, it could be seven, eight years. So we've had some young men, for example, from uh, Amarillo or Lubbock, one of those, Lubbock maybe, uh, two of them who are in college seminary and just starting. So they are in freshman year of college, mm-hmm. and they will basically have eight years before they are ordained. Wow, so it is, mm-hmm. a, it is a process. It's, a, it's quite a process. Yeah. And the thing is that it's not only academic, mm-hmm. uh, as Deacon Paul was saying, it's also spiritual. It's, it's, that's why we call it formation, because right. the academics is a big part of that, but it's not the only part. And at the end of the day, it's not the most significant part when you look at the life that people are going to be living. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's formation that is much more important. Right. They usually are asked to have a spiritual director. Uh, they usually have a, a, a formation advisor or a formation director that helps them walk through the different stages. Right, right. Yeah. And Deacon so, Paul. Oh, go ahead, Yes, yeah, <laughs> so Deacon Paul was ordained in 21, in 2021, uh-huh. right after the pandemic or as the yes. pandemic was still there. Uh-huh. And that's when we started the Deacon Gale, the Deacon's Gala as well. And you know what? I, I, I want to talk about the Deacon's Gala a lot. And, you know, basically this is your fundraiser, right, for Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is and, one of the fundraisers. Yes. Yep. And just to let you know, our listeners know that the funds that come from this gala, they help to Paul, you're, Deacon Paul, you were telling me about you know the cost to just remodel or, or, or restruct one classroom. Yes. Uh, when I first started there, we only had one classroom that had a camera capability, and it was for the the uh, students that were coming in from Del Rio. Because you got to remember. We have students not just here in San Antonio, but in Del Rio. And they, and other students come from far off, from Fredericksburg, Dilly, uh, Floresville, all over. Well, sometimes they couldn't make it. Well, they missed out. Well, the Alfaro room and the Linksys room then, my second year, they put cameras in there. And then we got the capability of recording the class. Well, all of this needs to be maintained. All of this needs to be upgraded sometimes. Yeah. And the last room that we just did was the Father Lynn Brown room uh, in honor of him. And we actually took up some of the offices that Father Juan and Father Lynn were in. Right. And we made a really nice classroom. But to do that, it takes a lot of money to do. Uh, it takes 30000 plus just to get it in there because you want to put new technology in. And that's what we did. We got a, 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 a TV in there that you can actually write on with your finger. Yeah. Uh, we have the camera capability in that room, but we have other classrooms still that do not have this capability. I was taking a Spanish class over there and the teacher was having to use her laptop and we tried to figure out and we got a way to figure out how to put them on the screen, the other students, so that we could see them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're still aiming for. We're still aiming to upgrade the rest of the classrooms. We're still upgrading uh, more uh, audio visual in these, in these rooms because Yes, they get old, and we need to upgrade them, and we need to upgrade some of the stuff in the rooms, and even building maintenance, too. Right. And right. that also allows us to have a greater reach besides uh, the programs that we currently have right. because we can then have a regional outreach. One of the initiatives that we have at MAC is that we have such a good deacon formation program for the Archdiocese of San Antonio that we really want to bring that to the other dioceses. And the way to do that, at least at the academic level, is to have some good Zoom equipment or audiovisual equipment that can be used for online courses. Yeah. So we want to do that because uh, we don't 
we we really have the philosophy that that synchronous uh, teaching and learning is uh, probably the best model nowadays mm -hmm. besides in-person teaching because right. we know that a lot of people can put out things out there that are online right. but when they are asynchronous and you don't have peers to discuss things with uh, especially live or in a synchronous way you kind of lose some of the the learning that can be sure. that be, can be taken advantage there So we want to make sure that we have enough equipment and the right equipment to be able to not only uh, give these services to the Archdiocese of San Antonio, but uh, to other dioceses in the region as well. Now, when did the, um, uh, well, let's say I want some information on the Mexican-American Catholic College. Where should I go? What's the website? You go to maccsa.org. Because it basically says Mac San Antonio as A, so it's M as in Mary A C C two C's basically for Charlie, as as in Sam A dot O R G, and you'll see there that we have different kinds of programs. The Diaconate Formation Program is the largest program that we have. We currently have eighty uh, candidates to the Diaconate. That was going to be one of my questions. How many are in there? Eighty. Eighty of them. Generally, we wow. welcome between sixteen and twenty people every year because it's a five-year formation program. Uh -huh. It's not just like you know you go two years or something and you do it just online and then you're ordained. Right. No, the Archbishop of San Antonio with Mac uh, created the program, uh, and it, it basically has fifty-four credit hours that you have to take. It's eighteen wow. courses. So uh, these guys, I call them, they take two courses every semester for five years. And they end with what we call the capstone courses, which are the more public courses in a way where you need to, to, to show that you've learned and integrated stuff. Right. So they end with uh, preaching. They have to put together a homily and be able to talk about Christ and who Jesus is and who Mary is and who the saints are and what the church means, all of those things. I teach some of those classes at times. And the, the, the last course they take is one called presiding or practicum, they call it, which is the, the very, uh, you talk about the very practical things, the nitty-gritty things of how do you set up for mass? How do you MC, for example? If you're the presider eventually for example, for right. a celebration of the Eucharist in the absence of a priest, how do you preside? What do you do when you have to lead wow. people in public prayer? So right. uh, the students learn all of that. So it's a five-year program, 54 credits. Some of them can take it for college credit as well. Some of them can take it even for, uh, for a master's uh, credit. Right. Because in collaboration with the University of Incarnate Word, we offer a 36-credit uh, master's program. And basically what we do is you just take the, the master's level courses. But we have 80 people. So we have about, every year we ordained, we welcome between 16 and 20 people. Yeah. And eventually the Archdiocese ordains what? How many were ordained this past year? I, I want to say 17. Seven, was it 17? It so was 17. They ordained 17 and we welcome 21. We wow. currently have 20 from that group. But, so... And, you know, Deacon Paul and I were talking, uh, we're on the phone this morning, and you, you mentioned it's, it's, uh, it's not just for deacons, but for lay persons as well, and women. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Tell us, uh, talk about that. We had, uh, matter of fact, from my old church, I was at St. Helena's originally, and uh, we had one uh, lady from there, and she was taking the courses, and she was actually 
became the office of acolyte with with the archbishop. Mm -hmm. And there was, I think, seven women that did that. But they were all together for three years. They went through, and they were in our course. That's that's how what I like, too, is they integrate others in our courses. It's not just deacons and their wives. Right. It's seminarians. It's the lay people who want to come in and, and, and take courses. Uh, it's all in, interactive. Inter- and that's the best part about it because you get so many different opinions on this. Um, and the teachers, what I liked about that was when we were going through, they wouldn't just ask the guys the questions. They would ask the wives the questions. Sometimes our professors oh, would wow. say, we don't want to hear from the guys. We want to hear from the wives because you're sitting here and you're absorbing all of this. We want to know what you say. Right. So they interact the wives a lot into this too. They're our worst critics. I can tell you that because after I got ordained and had homilies, my wife, yes, I love her very, very dearly, very, very death, but she is my biggest critic. She'll tell me if I went too long, Mm -hmm. if I shouldn't have said this, if I should have said that, um, or if I hit the point perfectly. Right. So that's, that's my coach. That's my, my, my lifelong partner that I love. We've been married 33 years and she tells me honestly what I do out there sometimes. And and she knows what movements I'm supposed to make, this, yeah. that, and the other, and on the altar, what I'm supposed to do with the priest. And she says, you're, she'll tell me sometimes, hey, uh, your hands, you need to put them together up there like this instead of <laughs> putting them down yeah. like this on the side or something. You know, She says, you look better if you do it this way. I agree with you. Our, our wives are our biggest critics. I know mine is. Uh, how long have you been married, Deacon Paul? 33 years. 33. I'm yes. 32. So we just hit 32. But yeah, but uh, I, I want to really talk. We got about, you know, five minutes left. I want to talk about the Deacon's Gala. Uh, how did it start? When when did it start, Father? It started back in 2021, a few months after uh-huh. Paul was ordained. And uh, the idea is that we needed some money to do some renovations and for other things and basically to continue to help the, the deacons, mm-hmm. uh, especially with a particular retreat that we wanted to put together for them as well. And we started it. We said, let's start it and see what happens. And if it goes well, it will become an annual thing. Yeah. And more than anything, I think it's the, the Deacons Gala has two objectives. One is to raise some money, obviously, that we need. But the other one is also to raise up the vocation of the diaconate. Awareness. Awareness. To create awareness for uh, men who may want to go into the ordained ministry. Right. And eventually for their wives, because the wives also have to go through some type of discernment as well. Number one, to, to discern, am I going to accompany my husband in this journey so that he becomes a deacon? And eventually the wife also makes a decision, some kind of discernment as to, Am I going to also serve in the church? Sure. Maybe not as an ordained deacon. I can't do that. But as an ordained person in the, in, as a, as a minister in the church. Right. And therefore, then I also need some training as well. Yeah. Or it could be that the wife says, you know, honey, I support you. I love you very much. I think it's great that you're going to serve the church in, in an ordained capacity, but I'd rather do my own business or sure. I do my own profession. And that's fine as well. So nowadays, the women do have also uh, the option of uh, studying for for ministry. They go for three years as they continue to accompany their husbands, and they can be 
uh, installed as acolytes or lectors, or they take on the leadership positions in the parish or even in the diocese. Right. So, Now, for those listening that want to uh, uh, take part in the Deacon's Dinner, it's going to be November 10th. That's a Friday. It's going to be over at Holy Trinity Parish Hall, located on Hebner Road, from 6.30 to 10 p.m. What's the capacity? I mean, are, are y'all selling a lot of tickets? We've got a lot of 45, space for 45 tables. Uh, okay. The whole... Holds uh, 50 tables, but we have kept it up to 45 because we also have a silent auction uh-huh. as well. Yeah. And I'm looking at your uh, your rundown here. Of you've got sponsorships still available. Yes. The St. Lawrence sponsor at 15,000. Our Lady of Guadalupe sponsor at 10,000. Uh, St. Stephen sponsor at 5,000. The St. Teresa sponsor at 3,500. And a San Antonio sponsor, two thousand. Oh, and a family sponsor, fifteen hundred. Or you can buy an individual ticket, an individual ticket. for one hundred and twenty-five dollars each. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. And we basically have, at this point, we have uh, people who have bought all kinds of sponsorships. We haven't gotten Good. the fifteen thousand dollar yet, uh-huh. but we got every other kind of sponsor. Now, if you're listening and you want to be a sponsor, you need to call Kendra Rodriguez at two one zero. 731-3142, or you can email her at krodriguez at org. I kind of butchered that. krodriguez at org, And I'm going to give you the phone number again, just in case. Uh, Kendra's number is 210-731-3142. And with that music, we've come to the end of our program. But, Father, thank you so much, Father Juan Molina, Deacon Paul Cardenas. I wish you great success in your gala. And uh, we will definitely be promoting it here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week and have a blessed week. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Cindy Cerna, coordinator for the 40 Days for Life campaign in San Antonio. Is God calling you to join us in praying for life? Then please go to 40daysforlife.com slash San Antonio and sign up for an hour of prayer at 2140 Babcock Road. We'll be there on the sidewalk from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday, beginning September 27th to November 5th. With constant prayer, fasting, and outreach, we can make abortion unthinkable. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Luciano and Silvia Chorciati, owners of Food Related, for their proud support of KJMA 89.7 FM here in San Antonio. They're proud parishioners of St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church. For more information, you can find Food Related online at foodrelated.com. Thank you, Luciano and Silvia Chorciati, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us in praying a memorare for families experiencing separation. May they find the inspiration for communication and the appeasement required for forgiveness. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To thee do I come, 
before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. We pray for all your intentions daily. May God bless you. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Serving God's holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. This is KJMA 89.7 FM, Floresville, San Antonio. Also online at grnonline.com. Your destination for Catholic radio.